0: This is the Frey podcast, brought to you
1: by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Today's podcast is a conversation with my little sister, Mallory. Welcome back, Mal. Thank you. Before we dive into the conversation, I do want to mention that there is a lot of construction happening today, so you may hear some construction sounds in the background. It's just the nature of the beast right now. So if you've not listened to our last episode, stop. Go back and listen to it because I think you're going to need that context for this conversation. Do you agree? Absolutely. So Mallory is my little sister and we planned on recording a series speaking about dating. And in that last episode, which you absolutely have to go and listen to, Mallory and I were sharing where we were at with dating. I'd been on a handful of dates with a guy. Mallory had been on two dates with a guy. And we're going to just like fast forward the last couple of
2: weeks Where are you at now, Mal? Mallory has moved in with Nivia Man. I like that disassociation, (laughs) talking about yourself in third Third person. person. It doesn't seem as uh, real. Um, No, so my update is the complete opposite of all of my advice from the first series, but I'll live my life and just give you advice on how to live yours. But no, so Nivia Man and I have moved in together. Yeah, yeah, it has been quite the whirlwind. That's
1: a fast couple of weeks. And I feel like it can be difficult to have these conversations because I, of course, as your sister, and I think that you recognize this is incredibly fast. And as your sister, like your older sister and like auntie love, I'm like, holy shit, this is so quick. This scares me.
2: Oh, it. It scares me. But at the same time, I think nothing has ever felt so right in my life. And I know it's very quick, but everything has just moved so seamlessly. Like even, yes, the kids have obviously met him, but... Well, you're living together. Yeah. (laughs) But everything has just... It's worked. And it is the complete opposite of what I intended on doing. But this man has kind of just... Him and his products have walked into my life and they haven't left. That lifetime supply
1: of Nivea. Yeah. So that's what I mean by it can be tricky because I, one of my things is I feel like I can see most sides of people's opinions and I can see there are those stories that you hear about people who meet someone and they click and it's just right from the get go. So I recognize like, oh, like why not be excited? But then you know like the other part of me and I'm more fearful and I'm more slow paced, worries. And you understand that,
2: right? Oh, of course I understand. And I think honestly, until I was in this position, if, you know, situations were reversed or whatnot, if you if it was you coming to me, I would literally say, You are batshit crazy. So if there's self awareness. Absolutely. I'm aware of it. But I also can't. You can float above your body and watch <laughs> course, yourself running yeah. into the fire. I can watch myself do it. <laughs> I am um, what a skill. I just can't, I can't comprehend how well it's worked. Like, I feel like we are, we are so similar on every level. I do fear we may be related. He could be my brother. We're, we're just very, very similar. gonna have a child with 12, 12, 12 toes. fingers. Um, but that's where I'm at. So last time we spoke, you, I like how you're moving that, <laughs> moving that along moving, nicely. Moving right like along. She's en- like, enough spotlight yeah, um, on that. Enough- enough about me let's talk about you for a minute
1: yeah so last time I was saying I'd been on I think two dates at that time with a guy we ended up going on I think five dates which is a lot that five dates in a short time I haven't done that with anyone it's all like I can't even remember like other than Schmillan I haven't gone past a first date in a long time yeah a long time. I don't know. That's like subjective. What feels like a long time. Probably a long time in your world. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a long time. Like, I'm such a slow burn normally. So five dates in like a two week period is a lot for me.
2: Yeah. We're well, like the hare and the tortoise.
1: The hare and the tortoise. Something like that. Um, such a good guy. Can't recommend him enough. Lovely. I just felt like there's like an area that was kind of. It's like something didn't fit. Like it just wasn't. Like, I don't know, I think when you're dating in your 30s, you have to really look at all areas and go, okay, is is there compatibility against most areas and what, how important are those like areas, if yeah. that makes sense? And the
2: area that you didn't find you were compatible in is, it, is it an important area. It's one of the yeah. biggest, yeah.
1: And so I guess, you know, like if you're thinking about compatibility... If you don't like the same TV shows, that's not a big deal, but if there's a big part of a relationship that feels not quite right, then you're probably not going to move forward with yeah, it. Of course. In saying that, I do wonder like I just I don't I don't know, like I still I I like the guy. I have like I still speak to him, but I just I don't think that it's like a good romantic fit potential. Like yeah, that's what I think. I haven't se- I haven't seen him in weeks, so yeah. I think that probably speaks volumes enough. He did make you soup. He did make me soup which is still in the freezer because it's in case of COVID which I've not had. I oh, also me, made Mallory take either. a wrap yes. test.
2: Kylie made me do a negative test as I walked in the door this morning. <laughs> I'm gonna come breathe in my space. Um, COVID free. So yeah
1: I've not seen him in a couple of weeks. I have had one other like first date but I've not seen anyone like I, I, I don't know I'm just feeling like it's all I feel a bit disheartened with dating at the moment and I think maybe because I'm just so busy and all of that sort of stuff. I think just because I've got so much on my plate at the minute with moving house and everything like that, dating has definitely like fallen down the priority list and I think having that period of time where I went on so many dates, like five dates, so many with that one guy and it feeling like it went well only to have it not really go anywhere. has made me feel a bit like unenthused you know when you just kind of get like that dating app fatigue and you're like oh what's the point you
2: and you invested for you know it was a substantial amount of time and now investing again seems a little bit overwhelming
1: yeah and it's the time thing and I think right now you know having school holidays all of that stuff just so much stuff happening for me it's like yeah dating has fallen off the totem pole in saying that, I, like, I still do, like, I'm still on apps and I'll still communicate with people. And if there's someone there that's like, oh, there's a spark and a rhythm, I'll go on a date. Um, and I've, yeah, and I've also got, like, oh anyway, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, I, I won't go into that one.
2: You, you, you did match with someone yesterday.
1: I did match with someone. and But I mainly matched with this person because I was like, this is funny.
2: Yeah, you, you knew him.
1: Well, what happened was. Let's call him. <laughs> so I was swiping away and I saw this guy and I was like, I freaking know that face. And it took me a second to place it. And I realized this guy asked me out way back in like 2019. He approached me in big W, right? I was looking for, and I remember because it was around Christmas time because I was looking for an inflatable pump. And, you know, when you have that eye contact with someone and then you kind of have accidental eye contact again and you're like, oh, no, <laughs> like, yeah, there's some sort of tension or rhythm there. You, you
2: gave him the eyes. But not on
1: like, I don't know, we kept bumping into each <laughs> yeah. other in in aisles and I think I made a comment about looking for a pump and he was like in the camping section or something like that, something innocuous. And you know how you can tell when someone is attracted to you? Like, you know that feeling and you're like, I don't really know what to do with this energy. But like, if it's a stranger in the shop, you just walk away, yeah. right? So I walked away anyway. So if you guys know Robina Shopping Centre, that was in Big W. Then in David Jones, I was getting into the lifts, which are all the way at the back of David Jones. And he gets into the lift behind me. So he's followed me <laughs> from Big W to David Jones. It's creepy. And I was like, I think we made a joke about, I was like, Do you, did you park in David Jones as well or something like that? Anyway, he asked me out. He asked for my number. He just
2: Joe Goldberged you the whole he way did. from W to David he Jones. He did. Did he have a hat on?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> um, and so I gave him my number because I was like, oh, there's something. Like, he's kind of cute. And I admire someone who, like, old school wise approaches.
2: Persistent.
1: Yeah, but whatever. But then upon, why are you give me those eyes? Upon reflection after that interaction, I was like, you know what? I'm not in a place to meet anyone. Like the separation was very fresh and I just never applied to him, which I'm not proud of, but I just was like. Was he
2: persistent after or he just left it? No, I just
1: got a text message just and I just left it. Because so I was like, you know what? I think I gave him my number more out of not knowing what else to do. Yeah. Like, that kind of
2: you were cornered in his little glass box I was (laughs) freshly
1: single he seemed nice enough I was flattered like it was a bit of an ego hit that someone asked me out. like just gone through a marriage separation two kids not feeling my best self anyway so that's like 2019 so I see this guy on a dating app on (laughs) tinder I'll just I'll just be honest (laughs) low-hanging fruit um and I just thought I'll, I'll match with him because I wondered if he recognised. And, like, the first thing he said was, I know you. Yeah. Hey, Kylie, <laughs> we've met before. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he said, bonus points for where and when. And I was
2: like, 2019, big W. Um, so, yeah. I think that's really funny. And my first thing that I said back to Kylie when she sent me this, I said, what a love story. Like, go on a date with him. And then she sent me his profile. And I said, don't go on a date with him.
1: You actually said no one marries someone with that name. No which one,
2: is, no one marries someone with that name, which I think is true. I, I disagree. The name is fine.
1: The name, the name is fine. Um, but like I just right now don't have investment really in going on dates with anyone. Oh, and also I didn't tell you this. I matched with someone who is an ex of an old friend of mine. What do you think oh, about that?
2: So a close friend, a close contact.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I've immediately said, no, like I said, and like, we had like a little bit of, did you, did you have chemistry with him? Well, it's only via an app, but a little bit of rhythm and backwards and and forth.
2: forth. And then as soon
1: as I put two and two together and only because of his name and his son's name, I was like, oh, Oh, okay. So
2: you didn't know straight away that? No, 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 no. 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 I would never match
1: with someone like that. And so I said to him, like, I'm really sorry. I can't go on a date with you. And he said, oh, but I've spoken to his ex and she thinks it's great. Like she spoke really highly of you. We should go out. But I just said to him, like, not to be crude, but I can't get tangled up with someone who's been inside my friend.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's a very, um, that's a very fair statement. I I, I don't know how I feel about that. I've never been in that situation. The Gold Coast feels so small sometimes. um, I had a similar situation, but I was the flip side. My um, ex-husband slid into one of my friend's DMs. (laughs) Um, and that was the same. She reached out to me and I was like, wow, like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I get that there's a dating shortage, but yeah. I don't think we have to go. I said to her, you do you, girlfriend. Like, I didn't, I, I don't think anything eventuated from it. Yeah. She. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I think if it was like a, a passing ex, like someone they've just gone on a couple of dates with. Oh, like, I think if they've not
1: slept together, that's yeah. a totally different thing. Like, if I went on a date with someone and not slept with them and was like oh i feel like you'd be a good match for my friend whatever that's great like i could be the conduit to introducing people but i feel like there's a line it's like if you've slept with my
2: friend i'm probably not going to go for a drink with you yeah i can i can understand that i think that's a very uh very uh respectful Fair. thing to do
1: yes okay so other than that not really talking to anyone um where else are we okay so on our last in our last episode, Mill Morgan, we spoke about um, where was I going with this? Oh, we spoke about like when you tell someone that you've matched with that you have kids. But I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into when you've been on dates with someone and you talk about being married and then going through a divorce. Do you find it hard to answer the question that inevitably always comes up? Why, why did it end? <laughs> yes?
2: Do you find that hard? I I do, but I also find that especially if I'm just you know on a first date or even a second date, I don't I guess delve too deep into it. But I always like and not like me. I'm like tell me all of
1: your trauma. No, and
2: my (laughs) divorce is very amicable, and I often just say he wasn't my person. Like we were not completely compatible. We we were okay, and we probably would have been okay had we stayed in that relationship. But it never would have been great and he never would have been my person. So I just say that we weren't we weren't compatible and the old line was we grew apart. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. I think
1: I find it a little bit hard to answer because I well a couple a couple of reasons, but one of the reasons is I'm always really listening for what someone else is telling me. So when someone else is telling me about their breakups, I'm listening for what they're saying. Do they have awareness? Are they taking responsibility? How are they speaking about their relationship? Because I think it tells so much.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: So I feel like when it comes to me sharing why did my marriage end, I want to give an accurate representation. But again, it's so hard to give an accurate representation to a stranger when it's like it's never one reason.
2: Yeah, it's it's a hard, it's a hard one to answer, but I also think it's not something that you have to answer straight away. Like you can yeah, just give you could, a very kind of, you know, a nonchalant answer and pass over it because you don't have to you don't have to divulge all of that totally. information, especially not to, you know, a stranger that you're having a drink with.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And my go-to response, as you just said, like the go- the grower part, mine is, you know, like we met my ex-husband and I met when I for the first time when I was 18, you know, and then got together in our early twenties and the person that you are in your early twenties compared to the person that you are in your thirties can be wildly different. And then that usually sort of changes the conversation a little bit because then there's reflection on how much they've changed and those sorts of things. But I can remember going on a date with a guy, this was ages and ages ago and that conversation came up and he said, Oh, his, what his partner had an affair. And I said, Oh my God, like why? Why? And he couldn't – he didn't have an answer for why. Like, he was like, oh, I guess she was da da da, da,
2: da. Whereas there was none, no, of, none no, of him. No, no like, account, not accountability. Yeah, accountability. No, a, but that's a terrible because you can't say she had an affair because of this. But he could have said, oh, I was, this you know, was emotionally a little bit, you know, unavailable or I didn't give her what she needed. And I think – Awareness. Awareness. And I think when things are like that, obviously, you know – affairs or infidelity or whatnot, it's often because the people aren't completely compatible.
0: So they're lacking in
2: one area and they're trying to find it with someone else. And I think before, obviously, in my opinion, before it gets to that, that's when you need to go, okay, great. We're not compatible. Mm. Let's move on.
1: Yeah. And I mean, for anyone who is listening and interested in exploring that topic, definitely check out the work of Esther Perel, because she is so amazing and she speaks to it really beautifully. But I guess just in that situation when someone's talking about their breakup, that's one of the things I'm looking for. It's like, are they willing to put their hand up and say they did things wrong as well? Or are they pointing the finger outwards? And, you know, that's something that, as you said, you don't have to go full information quickly, but over time, like talking to people and saying, you know what? this was my responsibility in the breakdown this is what i did wrong this is what i've learned i think that's the thing like i want to know people have learned
2: yeah self-awareness and i think that's one thing personally i i've taken from my marriage there was areas that i didn't put effort in at all which i am really really conscious of putting in efforts now moving forward Mm. um and yeah that's just a learning curve but again you know when i got married i was i was 20 it was twenty twenty one. You're such a baby. And Mallory had a surprise wedding. I knew. You knew. And yeah. I was late. You, <laughs> you were the only one that knew and you were still like fashionably late. Yeah. And I was the one that was like, because so... But you had just had twins. I did just have a set of twins. I had not had twins yet. So I was uh, obsolete in the family still. You, you didn't exist. <laughs> I just had one baby. <laughs> um...
1: But Mallory, it was your engagement party, and I knew it was a wedding. And you asked me to do like a bit of a speech, like gather people around and say, "Hey, like welcome, you know, thanks for coming to celebrate Mill Morgan's engagement." Surprise! It's a wedding. You were such
2: a baby. Yeah, but that's again we're off off track. It was a great night, great great marriage all round, fantastic until the end. Gorgeous but dress, beautiful dress, beautiful everything. Shut it up! It wasn't at all tacky. It was really nice. <laughs> She's a real bitch <laughs> but moving forward i i'm 30 now and i look 10 years is such a long time i can say i look 10 years younger I, well i do my face doesn't move now but 10 years is a long time yeah worlds apart worlds apart okay i can't remember what we were talking about then oh, oh the divorce. divorce and then we went on to my uh
1: your surprise my wedding beautiful
2: dress beautiful um, <laughs> Maybe we could get a picture of it for the Facebook
1: group. Would that be okay?
2: Do you have one? I I think I may have had a hasty deleting spree, which in hindsight I'm gonna give some advice. And this is advice Stop tapping that, the table. This is advice that I think everyone should follow. <laughs> this meaning she will not follow this. Well I can't. I've already done it. So this is a Learn from her mistake. Yeah, learn from my mistake. That's Don't what we should call this series Learn from Mallory's mistake. <laughs> learn from Mallory's mistake. <laughs> Don't strap in. Delete all of your photos even when you're angry with your ex-husband ex-boyfriends delete them get rid of them get rid of all the joels <coughs> from your life but don't delete your ex-husband's photos because then you lose your your children's photos and now it's going to be very very hard to find a photo of the dress but I'm willing to google something very simple I feel like we could just jump on wish Can't we just pull up pull it up or like old ice archives like
1: ice or supreme vibes like
2: Oh, I would say wish is more like it. Wish
1: is more like it. Now, you just did a cough over a name. You have a real thing about men and their names. Yeah. Because I'll say, oh, I've matched with a so-and-so. And you'll be like, nah. You've got a very strong word association.
2: I have a very strong word association. And given that, the Nivia man, the one that I have moved in with, he went under an alias on his, oh. when we first met. Which we're not going to touch. We're not even, but when we first met, the name that I met him under, the name that he introduced himself as, was a name that Kylie and I both don't vibe with very well. No, because I just had a bad experience You just had <laughs> a bad experience. One. And I said, it is a, a terrible name. And I was almost willing to call it off over the name. And then I went into the date and found out that the name was not his actual name, and it did it made things a great start a, it, bit of, a bit of soft identity fraud to begin with. Look, there's there's nothing like honesty in a relationship, but the fact that the name was different really was a selling point for me because I I struggle with names, I really do. I think something it, it, it took d- a long time for us to get you out of the Joel hole. Oh, uh, the Joel hole is that was a long time. That was a that was a two year downward spiral. That was a long string to pull me out of.
0: <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com Let's get this dinner party started
1: Okay now you just mentioned the word struggles and in our last episode you said you really don't ever see yourself wanting to be in kind of like a stepmom position again and I wanted to dig into that just a bit more because you do have a bit of experience with it and I'd love to know from you, what
2: were some of the hardest things? I think again, my so I I was a stepmom, and I well, you were like a, full-time I was a mom, full a full-time time mom very quickly to a different very child. Very quickly to a very young child. Um, my experience was probably vastly different to a lot of things other people experience. We did not have the second parent. Um, you were involved with someone who had full time care of a young child, a young child that had also. Lost their mother um, at a very, very young age. And I was just, I don't want to say expected because I obviously, well, no, I was. I was just expected to step in and be. Well, there was no other choice. There was really, no other yeah. choice. And I, of course, took it on. But I look back now and I sacrificed things with my own children and with myself to make sure that this little girl was looked after completely exactly how she needed and I probably had to give her more than I had to give my children because she was lacking she'd never had certain things and I when that relationship broke down of course you know the relationship breakdown was sad and it was hard and I was in the Joel hole for a long time. And you did mention that because you guys had blended and merged kids, it was harder to separate because you had
1: that glue and level of obligation
2: to the kids. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also my, you know, the twins were very, very little when Joel and I got together. I don't know if I should use his name, but I doubt he'll he'll ever listen to this. Um, I when we were little like the twins were not even two years old when Joel Mm. and I got together so they were babies and then his little girl I was her mom and so two years in a in a baby in a small child's life is a significant amount of time I personally left that relationship and in my mind I went I'm I'm not writing off being with someone that has children but definitely I couldn't do young children again I don't have the emotional or mental capability. Like the bandwidth when you already have three kids. Yeah, exactly. To be able to give, especially in a situation where a child needs more than what my own children... Yeah, it's like,
1: I guess a way to think about it is that you're paying an entry fee into the relationship in a way which sounds awfully transactional but it's like what in all relationships we are paying a sort of entry fee and compromising and all of those things to have certain needs met and I guess that feels like something that you're taking away from your kids that you're not willing to overlook or move past
2: yeah exactly and I think for me it was such a foreign environment that I'd never even it was overwhelming and I never I'd never experienced anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I can only look at it from now. The outside looking in, that was it was very, very taxing. Because there are so many
1: dynamics there at hand, Mal. When you get tangled up with someone who has a child full time, not only then does the relationship not get a chance to breathe and you get to know each other one-on-one, but then there's also that dynamic where... Your children become aware that when they're not with you, the other child is still with you. Yeah,
2: exactly. And that that was hard too. And that was something that I struggled with was obviously when my children went to my ex husband, I still was ha- still in mum mode. I still was in mum mode with this little girl who is absolutely beautiful, and you know, through no fault of her own or anything like that, she is an incredible child. But she required a lot and she needed a lot. She, she needed so much love and so much guidance. And I, at the end, I, I resented it because I, I wanted someone to be able to help me. And I didn't, I didn't have that. Yeah. I think resentment
1: is a big one. I interviewed a therapist on the podcast about blending a family and she said it can take five years to blend a family. Well, And that's a pretty shocking statistic, like five years. But then the more you think about all of the moving parts of introducing children and blending children, it kind of does make sense. And like, I know for me, I don't have a hard rule on like, yes, I only want to date someone with kids or no, I don't want to date someone with kids. You
2: have mentioned that you don't want someone with young
1: children. I think that I would find that hard because of the way that our custody rotation works. So because it's not a linear, normal week on, week off, or even like just, it's not a concrete, um, well, it is concrete, but it's rolling. I'm not making much sense. But what I'm trying to say is, if I was with someone who had young children, we would always have children with us, likely, because it, we wouldn't be able to line up our custody because mine rolls on. Yeah,
2: which, which means, that makes sense. Yeah, of course, and which means you if don't. Like you're get spacing it, yeah. out then you're like, you, oh, all I hear is <laughs> no, rah, rah, rah. No, no. I was trying to, I was trying to word your your Make custody more arrangement. Succinctly. Yeah, no, no, like because you do like you know three days here and then five days here, and it's well, always it's, it's
1: always the same. So it's always five nights with me, then three nights with their dad. But because it's five, three, five, three, five, three forever out, it jumps forward a day each week
2: yeah so it's not something whereas mine is very much from this day to this day always sorry i'm touching the desk and she's looking at me um but i think that's another thing when you have children growing a relationship is very very difficult it doesn't matter when you have young children that are around you constantly 24 7 you can't yeah and i think it's easy
1: to sit here for me and say i don't really want to be involved with someone ideally that has Multiple young children just for that sake of we wouldn't have that boyfriend girlfriend space to begin with. But the simple fact remains I don't know. If I met someone who was in that situation, I was like, oh, this is the person, it would be fine. And
2: I think so because touching on Nibia Man, there are things in that relationship that I were hard nose against. Um, not that I'm going <laughs> to divulge into that, but they were hard nose until I met this man. And I'm like, no, he is my person. And they're things that I'm, you know, willing to compromise and work around. But we do it together. It's it's a a team. Whereas all of my previous relationships, it's never felt like teamwork. Like it's always felt like I'm the one. Yeah, because you've chosen losers. Yeah. (laughs) True. In your own words. Yeah. Guilty.
1: (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I do think that I probably have the emotional bandwidth to be involved with someone that has kids. I think that I have enough emotional intelligence to do that, but I just haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's shift gears a little bit to dating. Do you have specific first date questions that you ask?
2: Ooh. I'm... I don't muck around. Obviously, I don't muck around, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I, I, I'm very... I think my biggest thing would just be like, which I think we've actually both just mentioned was how has your experience been? Like, I I love a bad date story. They make me laugh. So I normally say... Oh, it's the best opener. I I always say, what has your worst date been? Because I love that. I love it. I I
1: love a mess. (laughs) You do. I think when you're meeting someone specifically, particularly off a dating app, if you're feeling nervous and you're like not really sure how to start a conversation or how the conversation's going to flow, I think one of the best openers is so how's your experience been on Hinge? How's your Bumble experience been? Because it automatically addresses the elephant in the room that you've met on an app and it's like, hey, it normalizes it. It's fine. It's cool. We do this all the time, even if you don't. And I think it does. It opens up the conversation for them to say like, oh, you know, I've not been on that many dates or oh, I had a shocker or yeah. whatever it is. I
2: Yeah, I normally don't be so, I guess, broad with it or how's your experience. You I just only, want the bad I stuff. I just want the bad, the messy, the the hatfish, the catfish. The the hat, ha- oh, my God, fishing! <laughs> I've been <laughs> hatfished. You have been I hatfished. have been hatfished. This so. was recently too.
1: <laughs> So if you don't know what hatfishing is, it's when a guy – has hats on in all of his photos or on the date and they
2: look very different without the hat. Hat fishing, okay? It's a thing, right? It is a thing. Um, so, especially in uh, other people's minds more than others. Yes. So I think specific first date
1: questions for me, I love that one. How's your, how's your experience been? Because it's going to tell you stuff. It's light, it's easy. It moves on from like the banal like weather chat and all of that stuff. I think... Um, It's also nice to ask, like, oh, are you close with your family? Like, what do you like to do with your friends? Like, find out if they've got a social network.
2: I always – probably same thing. I always like to find where they're at in their life.
1: Oh, another good question is – why do you do what you do with your job? Yeah. Because that's always going to tell you something, like whether they're like, oh, I just fell into it and eh, or verse, I do this because it's really rewarding or it's going to give you some more insight into them. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah, uh,
2: insight. I think insight is a great thing. I'll often just find out where they are within their life, like if they obviously... Just a quick, quick look over your bank statement, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Just a uh, face ID, unlock your phone, and then off to the toilet for you. <laughs> I'll do my own. we just going to have a quick peruse and I'll come back to you. <laughs>
1: I'm so much more. And I think I said this in our last episode, probably like a red flag that I put out is I'm so much more discerning so quickly. Like I just want to know, okay, like I want to know, do we share the same morals? Do we share the same values? Is this someone I want to have a second date with versus being all easy breezy?
2: Yeah, I, I, w- I would agree to that. I'm I wouldn't say I'm easy at all. Like I'm. You're literally living with someone you met a couple of weeks ago. I love him. <laughs> I mean on my other dates. And I've been on plenty. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm not easy in the sense of if if they say something and it doesn't align with me, I will so bluntly end it then and there. I don't have to finish dinner. I don't want to finish dinner. Yeah, right. If something doesn't align with me, I'll tell them. Sometimes it's harder to get out than others which I think we touched on the last episode I'll message you and say what do I do (laughs) um but I have no qualms in if I'm sitting with someone and they'll say something that is just so far off something that I agree with or something that aligns with me I'll just tell them then and there like yeah it's not on I've definitely been
1: doing that a lot more through apps like if someone brings up something that is so like I just know like oh we're never gonna be compatible I'll just like, oh, cool. Like I'm not even going to do the benefit of the doubt or entertain things anymore. And I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a good thing. I don't know whether I'm refining or whether I'm throwing out good people just based off an offhanded comment.
2: Now you got the ick. Who knows? Once you get the ick, you can't come back from that. That's true. Now we kind of touched on this, but when it is time
1: to call something off, Do you feel like there are levels? Because I do. I feel like if you've gone on one date with someone, it's fine to just do a text message and say, hey, whatever it is, really good to meet you, wishing you all the best moving forward or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like a text message is fine. But do you think there are levels?
2: Yeah, definitely. So I, before Nivea Man, I had gone on quite a few dates actually with one. (laughs) Just got a text (laughs) message. We just got a text message from the... uh, looking handyman <laughs> in the uh, previous insta stories but i um he like said we just got we, we did this what's yours is mine i what's next to his name a flag a flag, fla- a flag. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a red one but it should be we yeah no, i no. i went i on a series of dates with somebody that I actually could have seen something moving forward with. Who? Mouth the name. Um, or just say it. You can say that name, can't you? Nath. Nath was his name. Is his name still, I'm sure. Fantastic. Still <laughs> <the same. laughs> Fantastic guy. Lots of chemistry. We didn't sleep together. We went on, I think, four or five dates. Um, you got drunk on one of those dates, I got very out of character for you. I got very, very drunk um, off Amaretto Sour's beautiful beautiful man beautiful drink and beautiful drink <laughs> sensational i he was a beautiful man he really really was but there were things that were a little bit red flag for me he had very many f- female friends one that he spent a lot of time with um you know overnights and stuff which i tried really hard to overlook and give you know, not benefit, not of benefit doubt. of the doubt, but not let my own personal insecurities come into it. Um, but then there were just a few things that I went, no, you know what, that's, that doesn't align with me moving forward. Yeah. And I, I did, I gave him the courtesy of, I sent him a message just saying, Hey, I think you are fantastic, which, which I did. And I do. And he's a great person, but I said, where you're at with your life, it just doesn't align with me. And he was really respectful. He said, no, like, no problems, thank you, I can see exactly where you're coming from and it ended. We haven't had any any yeah. further communication. We didn't need to, but in that case, there was too much invested that I couldn't just, I couldn't ghost him. Yeah, but you will. You'll ghost out. Oh, you have in the past. Oh, I'll ghost out after a first or second date. Um, I'll just, whoop. <laughs> She's gone. Yep. She was never here. Poof. <laughs> I'm a, I'm I know how to block a number and, and an Instagram. I'm, I'm not not against that. It's not her first rodeo. It is not. Once I get the ick, I can't come back from it. And I just have to block you. And I forget some people exist, honestly. I'll go on a date and I'll block them. And then something will pop up in my head. And I'm like, oh, gingerbread guy. I, I ghost on gingerbread guy. It was never going to work. <gasps> See, I don't think I've ever ghosted on anyone. His favorite movie was Love Actually. That's cute. She's
1: pulling her face. All right. The last thing I wanted to touch on before we wrap this episode up is sex with a new partner. And I wanted to touch on this because often women will get in touch with me and say, hey, I've left a long-term relationship. I am riddled with anxiety about the thought of sleeping with someone new. Did you experience this? How did you overcome it? All of those sorts of things. And like, it's one of those topics that I don't think really gets spoken about enough and particularly after you've had children and your body go, I mean, anytime your body's always changing, but when you're in a long-term relationship and you have kids with someone, they see everything, you know, they see that your boobs change. They see that your body changes. And I don't know, like then to go into that, into moving into intimate moments with other people that haven't seen your body go through those changes. Have you, like, am I making
2: sense? Yeah, you are. Um, oh. Oh, da- date a dad bod. You'll always feel good. <laughs> Just kidding. No, you're not. no I'm not. Um, what does your boyfriend say about his body? What does he say? <laughs> he says he has fat girl hips. Okay. He calls them his fat girl hips. And he, I don't know if I should say this, but he is a little bit self conscious of like, i often, well, now <laughs> that we've dragged him about his hips, <laughs> his fat girl hips. I think they're perfect. I love them more to hold on them to childbearing hips. Say, oh, they're childbearing hips they are they're childbearing hips I'm a monster no but I'll <laughs> often it's it's probably something that I've not really given a thought in men thinking oh hey you know what they're probably a little bit insecure too or they're feeling you know how we do but in, in different ways like for instance Nivea he, he does he calls them his fat girl hips and I'll sometimes like be cuddling him in bed and he'll just very like he'll, he'll move my hand away um, and I know that's just like a little insecurity, but it is probably something that I think isn't given enough. Um, it's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. We're and all too
1: preoccupied being like, oh, what will he think if I roll this way and my stomach sits
2: like that? Exactly. Meanwhile, and they're, they're, and like, they're thinking the exact same yeah. thing, which is something that I probably never even gave any consideration mm. until I was with Nibia. But as far as sex in a new relationship goes, I... I, I find this one hard to give because I obviously was with Joel for a long time. Um, I, I honestly can't even really remember how that kind of, how the sexual mm-hmm. relationship started there or when or whatnot. But then moving forward, when I started dating people, I did not sleep with anyone really. I had a couple of little. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. A little slip-up, (laughs) a few little slip-ups. Which which I honestly... Which we're going to get into in the next episode, which is have you ever. I didn't give any consideration because as far as I was concerned, I was calling the shots. I didn't care if they thought I was fat or whatever. I didn't want to date them. I just wanted to... (laughs) Um, Moving forward now with uh, I, with...
1: It's so funny. You're getting so uncomfortable. Mallory's a real prude normally with sex. this,
2: This... it's hard because I, I didn't. <laughs> I, went on, I reckon I went on 30 dates with 30 different men. I did not sleep with any of them. Yeah. Not one. Um, I obviously have slept with Nivea and that happened quite quickly. Obviously, well, the not, whole, not the, saving yourself for marriage. <laughs> the whole thing has happened quite quickly. But I didn't... You haven't experienced those
1: self-doubts?
2: I, I didn't. Like, he knew I'd had children and you know, he'd obviously seen that I have stretch marks and yeah. he knew that my ribs stuck out further than my boobs did. Like he he knew yeah. all of that before I had sex with him. So it wasn't... I didn't feel self-conscious, but on touching that, he, he makes me feel so beautiful and yeah. so... Which I think is a big one. If you're not feeling comfortable with someone, that's going to add a whole other level of pressure. Yeah, and a bit of anxiety surrounding it. Whereas yeah. I... I never had that. Like didn't. I just, he, and he, even now, he makes me feel so good about myself mm. um, that I just, I didn't have that kind of anxiety or self-doubt in that situation. So I don't, I don't know how to answer exactly. that. You might, yeah. I mean, not saying that you've slept with a lot of people. No, but, I, I, um, no, I haven't, but I can
1: definitely speak to the fact of the first time of sleeping with someone and being like, you know what? I do have a C-section scar. Um, before I had my breast reduction and lift, my boobs were like at my knees. Like all of those things, I was a bit like, oh, you know, there's only been one person who's seen my body and who I'm comfortable seeing, like so comfortable, like they know my body so well. It is, it did cause me to kind of pause for a minute and be like, oh, this is a new experience. This is a sensation of like, oh, nervous. Like I'm just going to mention quickly, like I do have a C-section scar, but to be honest, you can hardly even see my yeah, C-sections. Men don't care.
2: And I think that's probably another thing to touch on is everyone feels some level everyone of- Everyone has their self, own stuff. Yeah, and yeah. insecurities that, you know, I look at Kylie and I think, like, I've had twins as well, and I think, like, fuck me. Like she's had twins and she looks incredible. But same thing, people would look at me and think, you know, I look great. And then I look at other women and think our insecurities that we have are always so personal. Totally. And they're not anything that normally anyone else is thinking about. And no. they're just all, it really is one of those things that it's, you know, your stretch marks. He's He doesn't even notice, basically.
1: Yeah. And I remember hearing a quote ages ago and it was, I can't even remember who said it, but someone said they would rather be naked in a room full of men rather than a room full of women cuz oh, abs- a man is just appreciative of a naked woman. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that would be our big takeaways. If you're feeling self-conscious about perhaps having sex with someone for the first time after you've been with someone else for a long time, remember that that person has their own insecurities. They're going to be just grateful to be with you. You're amazing. We all have our own stuff. And it's also, like, okay to communicate. I think it's okay to say to someone, if you're getting to the level of sleeping with them and you have that um, level of connection and bond, you can say, hey, I feel apprehensive because of... Dit, dit, dit. Just like I said, hey, like, I just want to let you know I have this really thin, like, C-section scar, which you would never even notice, but I just felt like I needed to say something or I yeah. wanted to say and something.
2: And that's, that's probably another thing is you... I don't want to say you shouldn't be because I've done it, but you shouldn't be sleeping with someone if you're not comfortable enough to express and say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. And
1: also too, sex gets better. Like the first time you have sex with someone very rarely, in my opinion, is it the most incredible sex. It gets better the more that you know them. So you might not want to be getting on top with the lights on and being worried about your boobs or whatever it is the first time. But the more that you build that bond with someone, You'll get there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Good advice. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> On to <Well>, the next. <laughs> On to the next.
1: Well, I hope that people have enjoyed this episode. We've kind of sped through a bit of an update, but we're actually going to record another episode now, which I think is going to be funny.
2: I think it will be. Yeah, we need something light. It's... Let's wrap this up. I'm married. Kylie's a recluse. <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah, to sum this up, Millmore
1: is married. Kylie, recluse.
2: Yeah. Wah. Kylie's Kylie. a nun. Kylie's a nun. <laughs> All right, team. God bless. <laughs> Thank you
1: so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world. If you take a screenshot, pop this up on your Instagram stories, tag me at Kylie Camps. Where can people find you? Uh, my Bluntarage
2: on Instagram. Cool name.
3: <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> this is what I want. This is what I need. if you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going to